Ashley Brock, reading The Winter Soldier, Chapter 8, by Diane Palmer. A week later, with Eben and Sally Scott for witnesses, Cyrus Jonathan Parks married Lisa Jan Taylor Monroe in a quiet civil service in front of a justice of the peace. She wore a simple beige dress and carried a small bouquet of orange autumn maple leaves and yellow sorthamins that seemed just right for an autumn wedding. They discussed rings and chose simple gold wedding bands with no ornamentation, just right for a marriage of convenience. Except that it was more than that. Lisa began to tremble every time she got within five feet of her husband. Handsome tanked of new husband. <laughs> he knew that she wanted him. He wanted her too. But despite the flare of desire between them, all he really offered her was a refuge, not love eternal. He said quite bluntly that he wouldn't have married her at all unless she'd been in danger, and he didn't plan to stay married to her after Lopez was arrested or subdued. She had to remember that. There was time for a small reception at the Jacobsville Methodist Church Fellowship Hall, where friends still suffered from belated shock at the sudden wedding of Jacobsville's most recluse rancher had laden the table with delicious tidbits while cakes for both bride and groom graced the side table. Cy and Lisa were required to cut the bride's cake together and share the first piece. As she looked up into his eyes, the photographer Cy had hired took a photograph so revealing that when Lisa would see it a week later, she would be too embarrassed to show it to anyone. She looked like a woman absolutely bestowed with the man beside her. They went back to his ranch together after the reception, and she went inside quickly to spare him the humiliation of not being able to carry her over the threshold with his damaged arm. Incredibly, the well-meant action initiated an argument that had explosive consequences. The front door slammed audibly. As Lisa went down the hall, got up with her in the bedroom she'd been occupying, green eyes blaring, blazing. He closed the door behind him and locked it. Why didn't you paint a sign and have it hung on the front door? He asked him in Cinto. We both know I have limited use of this. He extended his left arm. But I could have carried you over the threshold. You aren't exactly a challenging weight. She just stared at him, stunned with a furious anger in his lean face. I was only trying to spare your pride, she said tightly. I never meant to insult you. Threw off his jacket, tossed it onto a chair. His strong fingers went to his tie. That followed the jacket. He unbuttoned his shirt, all the while walking deliberately toward Lisa. She never had cause to be afraid of him. She wasn't now, although her knees felt weak as water under her. He was devastatingly attractive. To her, and if her heart beat was shaking her, it wasn't out of fear. She wondered if he knew. His hand caught her by the waist and brought her against him firmly, his glittering eyes searching her wide, surprised one. His fingers contracted. He wasn't behaving rationally, and it wasn't much of a surprise. He'd gone without a woman for over three years, and here was Lisa, his wife, who made him hungry, as he'd never been hungry before. He thought briefly of the child she was carrying and hesitated. You speak to the doctor about the baby. Since I haven't had any more tramps, he said, it's all right. She said huskily, drowning, drowning the strong arms enfolding her. She was hardly aware of meeting him halfway when his head bent, kissed her slowly, softly, and then with hunger that made fires in her blood. She reached up on tiptoe to press hard against the strong body, clung as the kiss deepened and became slow and hungry, devouring her soft mouth, her submissive moan made him wild he lifted her quite easily with his right arm catching her neatly under her knees with the left one and carried her to the bed with his mouth still demanding and rough on her eager lips 
it was broad daylight. The sun filtered in through the blinds, but she didn't feel inhibited by the lights. Walt had always wanted the darkness, but Sai didn't seem to care at all. He caressed her out of her neat beige dress and the things under it. His mouth's endurance and experts in a way she'd never experienced with her husband. Walt had always been in a hurry. Sigh. Was it long before his shirt came off? She was twisting under him in a battable orgy of pleasure, her nails biting into his shoulders, her gasp audible as every as each pleasure was eclipsed by a new eclipsed by a new one. It was like the night he proposed, but without his stoic restraint, he didn't seem to mind her knowing that he was desperate to have her, although he was patient and tender and restrained. She wouldn't have believed that a man who'd gone without a woman for so long could be so patient. He acted as if he had all the time in the world. He laughed softly at her obvious desire, but he didn't satisfy it. His mouth worked its way lazily down her soft body to her breasts while she trembled in the wake of new and mysterious pleasures. She seemed to hang in midair as his mouth hovered over the hard peak of her breasts. Then, tenderly, his mouth worked its way completely over it and began to suckle her, and she cried out in a surprised ecstasy. Her headlong response delighted him. She'd mentioned once that her husband hadn't been patient, and now he was willing to believe it. Despite her marriage and pregnancy, she acted like a woman who'd never been intimate with anyone. Her adherent clinging, her soft cries of pleasure, her trembling made him feel more like a man than ever before. His own wife had hated this part of marriage, hated her child, hated him. In the old days before his marriage, there had never been a shortage of women, but since he'd been widowed, there has been no one. Not until now, and this soft, eager woman beneath him was his wife. He groaned harshly against her breast as a wave of hot pleasure swept over him. His control was suddenly gone. He rustled the rest of his clothes off and jerked back the bedspread, moving Lisa onto the cool, crisp sheets, his body covering hers, feeling the heat and eagerness of it. He heard her faint gasp and felt the ripple of her soft body as she moved to accommodate him. Sigh, she whispered, her nails gripping his upper arms. His mouth closed her lips as he eased down. Don't be afraid, I'll be careful with you, he whispered, reading the helpless fear in the soft action. Very, very careful. I won't hurt the baby. That wasn't at all what she was thinking to her shame, but she was too shy to tell him that she wasn't sure her slender body could adjust to his. He wasn't made like Walt, she could tell. She gasped again as he moved lazily, and a violent spasm of pleasure shook her entire body. Her nails bit into him, and when he lifted his head to look at her, she knew he, her eyes must be like saucers. She was aware of her legs relaxing, slender hips arching, her body trying to entice him to repeat the lazy movement of his body to give her that shock of ecstasy again. His soft, possessive eyes met her. Is this what you want me to do? He whispered lazily, and he smiled as he moved, and she tensed again, trembling. She couldn't get the words out, but he didn't seem to need them. He shifted their position, and the next time he moved, she closed her eyes on a shuddering moan of exquisite pleasure. Never like this. She hadn't dreamed that a woman could feel such. He heard her voice, barely audible, pleading with him, sobbing at his throat. He was near the end of his endurance, but from the sound of her, he needed to be. He did. He needn't not be patient any longer. He caught her mouth firmly under his and moved deliberately, roughly, quickly, feeling her body take up the rhythm and echoing it. The silken brush of her skin took the last of his control. He could feel her going up the spiral with him. He could hear the pleasure in her choked sobs, filled in her clinging hands and arching body, and the grip of her long 
elegant legs as they curled around his and tightened in spasms. It was more than he hoped for. She fell with him into the white-hot heat of ecstasy. He throbbed with him as reality became nothing more than a glimpse of light somewhere in the distance. Felt his body stiffen even as hers convulsed under the pressure of him. It was like being buried in warm, soft velvet. No, she cried out as the pleasure flew away from her just as she grasped it. No, no. What is it? He asked huskily at her ear, his body shivering a little. In the aftermath, as he lay heavily above her, did I hurt you? It didn't last. Something I couldn't make it last. He understood at once. His mouth moved softly over her damp eyes, across her west cheek, wet cheek, and down to her parted lips, where her breath came in husky little dirt. Pleasure like that would be lethal in long doses, he whispered into her lips. He bit at her lower lip gently and then rubbed his mouth over it in a soft little caresses. She moved experimentally and felt the intimate pressure of him. Her eyes lifted his, a little shy and very soft. His thumb brushed her lower lip while he searched her eyes in a silence so profound that she could hear their accelerated heartbeats. <laughs> it was like making love to a virgin, he said in a deep, slow tone. It was like being one, she whispered honestly. Her fingers smoothed over the hard muscles in his upper arms. The one that had been damaged was only noticeable from the elbow to the hand, she observed. The rest of him, despite a few scars and depressions, was absolutely perfect. He rushed back the loose strands of blonde hair and impulsively took all the hairpins out so let it fall around him. That was better, he murmured, smiling. They were still intimately joined, and her eyes searched over his lean, dark face with wonder. His hips moved very sensuously, and her whole body clenched visibly. He reached to put the hairpins on the side table. He looked down into her eyes and moved again with deliberate sensuality, watching her lift toward him helplessly. He bent and put his mouth tenderly over hers, shifting onto his side with both lean hands on her hips as one long, powerful leg slid between both of hers. He felt her shiver as the pleasure began all over again. His last thing thought as she pressed into his body was that he hoped he had the stamina to survive what they were going to do to each other this time. Much later, after a shower and a change of clothes, they had a small wedding supper, bacon and eggs, and toast and coffee at the small kitchen table. Sorry. Couldn't force himself to take his eyes off Lisa, and the attraction seemed to be mutual just at first. <laughs> she couldn't stop touching him even just to pass him the sugar or refill his cup. It was more than physical desire. It was sort of an intimacy he'd only seen in old movies. He'd had brief affairs, liaisons, even a wife, but with none of the other women had he felt this deep emotional bond. His green eyes dropped their belly. A sort of jealousy caught him unaware. She was carrying another man's child. When he'd first taken her in, protected her, it had been more out of pity and affection than anything else. But slowly, desire and the need to possess had replaced its initial attraction, and jealousy had become a constant companion since he'd seen Harley holding her hand. But after what they shared in bed, he was unexpectedly jealous of her late husband and the baby as well. He didn't understand his own right righteous feelings he was upset at the level of intimacy they obtained and disturbed by the sense of possessiveness he felt for her this hadn't been the plan at all he married her to protect her and the baby from lopez not with any long-term relationship in mind he proposed a marriage of convenience which was interesting when he considered how quickly he maneuvered her into bed with the flimsiest of excuses absence alone wouldn't have caused hunger that sweeping he didn't understand his sudden lack of restraint, and because he didn't, he was broody. At least he'd had 
the presence of mind to ask about the risk to see the baby first, but that wasn't much comfort at the moment. He crossed the line, his own line, and he couldn't put her at risk again. He'd have to keep his uncontrollable urges to himself as, as that thought persisted. He forced himself not to stare at Lisa. If he was going to practice restraint, he'd better get a head start in right now. She noticed the faint scowl on his heavy brow and looked at him quizzingly as she sipped her second cup of coffee. Is something wrong? she asked. He made a dismissing gesture with a movement of his shoulder. He smoothed his thumb absently over the fork he was holding. It seemed deep in thought, and he was even more silent than normal. She was getting more insecure by the minute. In bed, she felt as if she belonged to him completely, as if two... If no two people on earth could have been any closer, any more intimate, now she was as far away from them as if they were still just neighbors. She wondered if she'd done something wrong. Maybe she'd been too eager. She flashed remembering her passionate want of behavior. He might be one of those men who didn't like aggressive women in bed. She swallowed the lump in her throat and burned her ass from his sanctum of expression. He hadn't complained, but he was very remote since they left the bedroom. She'd have to remember that he didn't like her undisciplined door and not be so uninhibited again. Maybe if she could church out her headlong response and would ease the sudden tension between them. She forced a smile to her face. Would you like some more coffee? She asked pleasantly. Pushed his cup toward her to let her refill it and finish the last of his eggs. He was furious at himself for the jealousy that had attracted him so attacked him so unexpectedly. He married her to protect her from Lopez and help her take care of the child, and that was just what he was going to do. He'd be better off if he could keep in mind that passionate interludes in the bedroom were part of their deal and stop trying to create new problems for himself and Lisa in the first days of their marriage. He'd broken faith with her. Why seducing her? Besides, he reminded himself they still weren't out of the woods where Lopez was concerned. The man wouldn't stop just because Sai had married Lisa. In fact, he was willing to bet that the marriage would tempt Lopez even further in improvisation. <laughs> Meanwhile, he still had the problem with Lopez's warehouse behind his property. Since the blatant attack on Harley and Lisa, Sai had pulled Harley off the night's mail and certain that Lopez's people would have night scopes now that would catch anybody's spying on them. That Excuse about local weed worked once, but it wouldn't work again. Still, there was surveillance equipment that was undetectable by infrared glasses, and Sai initiated it. He hadn't shared it with Harley. The younger man hadn't quite recovered from the shock of seeing his supposedly disabled boss take down two professional assassins. He stopped asking questions, but he watched Sai from a safe distance, did nothing to upset him. He wouldn't even talk to Lisa unless Sai was around lately. It was almost comical. She got up to put the dishes in the sink, and he stacked his cup and saucer on his plate, simpler by the chores for her. She smiled as she finished clearing the table and began to fill the sink with soapy warm water. I need to buy you a dishwasher, he said abruptly. There wasn't much need for it when I lived alone, but we'll have dinner guests from time to time. I don't mind washing dishes in the sink, Si. She faltered her wide, dark eyes, and their big lenses searching his, he leaned against the counter, watching her deliberately, his face scowling and remote. I wasn't as gentle as I should have been. Do you feel okay? Any queasiness or discomfort? He asked bluntly. I feel great, she smiled. No cramping, and I haven't had a hint of morning sickness since I've been pregnant. So I frowned. It had been a long time since his late wife had been pregnant, but he remembered everything he read on the subject. It was hard to overlook the lack of visible changes in Lisa's soft body, especially her breasts. It felt suddenly uneasy. Pregnancy tests weren't foolproof. Maybe she wasn't pregnant after all, but if she wasn't pregnant with her late husband's child, she could quite easily be pregnant with his right now. 
especially hopefully after his exhaustive lovemaking, he hadn't held anything back and he hadn't tried to protect her unless when she was all useless when she was already pregnant, which he thought at the time he proposed a temporary marriage to protect her. Making her pregnant with his own child wasn't part of the plan. He didn't want a binding relationship. Did he? She noticed his curious stare. Why are you looking at me like that? She asked uneasily. I like your hair loose around your shoulders. He said evasively. Do you? She pushed the heavy fall of it back over her shoulders with a tiny smile. It's a nuisance to wash and dry. I had Harley Bates' puppy dog, by the way. He mentioned searching for a neutral subject. Did you? That was nice. Bob needed a bath, too. He said he didn't add that putting Harley to work bathing dogs had made him feel pretty good. He's so brooding. By the way, Harley had tested his reflexes with the pistol. He had wanted any of his men to know about his old life. That was wishful thinking, I suppose. She hesitated, washing the same plate until it threatened to rub the pattern off. Speaking of puppy dog, he said, then he stayed in the house with you before you moved over here. Yes, she agreed. But he's big and clumsy like his father, and you've got lots of breakable stuff. Anyway, he seems to like Mommy. you being out in the barn with Bob. It's almost as warm in there with the doors closed as it is in the house. And it's amazingly sanitary for a barn. I like healthy stock. Sanitation is important. He glanced around the I thought I was a fairly decent housekeeper, but you brighten the place up considerably. I like housework, she said absolutely. I do know a few things about the cattle business, but I enjoy cooking and cleaning, and even I even ironing shirts. She fingered his. I always thought I'd take the family life like a duck to water. I just never had the chance to prove it. He scowled, thinking of the difference she made here. He'd gotten used to finding her in the kitchen or the living room. When he came home and he, every evening, he liked the little touches, the frilly curtains in the kitchen, the silky silk flowers on the table, the visible signs of her presence in his life. He thought about having her move back into her old house, and it was distasteful. He refused to pursue that line of thought. His eyes went to her waistline, and quickly away, she noticed and bit her lower lip while she finished washing utilities and put them in the other side utensils and putting them on the other side of the sink to rinse doesn't it bother you does it bother you that i'm pregnant she blurted out he hesitated didn't know how to answer her the baby must be a comfort to you he said so late with her husband gone she didn't even feel as if she'd been married she thought to herself she slept with her husband exactly twice and the rest of the time he'd either been away from home or pretending that she wasn't there he'd married her on the rebound he proposed to Lisa, having already confessed about the woman he'd loved leaving him. Lisa had no hope of marrying anyone else, and she'd been very lonely since her father's death. A marriage of convenience wouldn't be so bad, she told herself. But Walt couldn't love her, and she couldn't love him. Now she was in a second marriage of convenience with a man who didn't want her permanently any more than Walt had. I've always wanted children, she said noncommunicable. He was remembering the little boy who hadn't been his, and how painful it had been to lose him in such a violent manner. That led him to thoughts of Lopez and revenge. Lisa saw the expression on his face and frowned. He hadn't wanted to harm her child, but it was obvious that he regretted their intimacy. She wished she could put it. She could, but it had been the only time in her life she felt as if she belonged to someone. I'm sorry, by the way, she said quietly. About not letting you carry me over the threshold, she added, avoiding his sudden intent gaze. I really was just trying to spare your pride. He stared at her for a few seconds before so there was some nerve damage and loss of muscle tissue to my arm after the fire, he Mommy. said. But I can do almost anything I could before. I don't advertise it, he added slowly. 
it gives me a psychological advantage if people think I'm less capable than I am, especially since Ebb's line of work became public knowledge. <laughs> you don't want people to know what you did, she said with understanding. Well, you may fool everyone else, but Harley goes out of his way not to upset you these days, she murmured. He's lucky I didn't shoot at me, but it isn't either. Did you see it? See none. And he still didn't think I could carry you into the house. She cleared her throat. I was terribly shy of you. If you want the truth, she told her. What well, was an ordinary man who never made me nervous, but my knees started shaking the minute I saw you. I didn't know what you'd expect of me. I was a little afraid of you. Why? Her shoulders rose about. I haven't been completely honest with you about a few things. Not important things. She was quick to emphasize. But I'd only been intimate with Walt twice, and it was uncomfortable, quick, and embarrassing. I knew you were experienced and that you expect more from a woman than Walt had. I thought I wouldn't be enough for you if you meant us to have a real marriage, I mean, and not just one old paper. So that was why she hadn't been challenging him at all. She'd been afraid of the very thing her behavior participated. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. He added irritably. Not your fault. I sort of got carried away too. She blushed. A lot of things were becoming clear to me. Predominantly, her total lack of experience with intimacy. If she'd only slept with her husband twice and hadn't liked it the past few hours, must have shocked her speechless. Funny, most women were naive these days. His gaze darkened as he stared at her. She seemed mature sometimes, and then she'd throw him a curve from out of nowhere. He couldn't fathom her. Are we going to sleep together at night? She asked before her courage fell. No, he said, really. This afternoon should have never happened. I'm not going to put your baby at risk a second time. Short not to let her disappointment show. Now she was certain that she had, hadn't pleased him. She seemed to be in a ongoing disappointment to men in bed, and she didn't know how to change it. Okay, she said with forth carelessness. She's glad she was taking it so calmly. She might not have loved her husband, but she genuinely wanted the baby. There was still a chance that she was pregnant, despite the lack of symptoms. We recall now that some women did have cramping in the early stages, and it usually went away, just as hers had. And a lot of women never had morning sickness. If she really was pregnant with Walt's child, he wasn't going to be the cause of her losing her baby, nor was he going to touch her for the duration of the marriage of convenience. Once the threat of Lopez was removed, he was going to let her go back home and go work for Kep. They could have the marriage quickly annulled, and it would be the best thing for both of them. He wasn't going to let himself love anyone ever again. Couldn't go through the hell of losing anyone else. Lisa felt embarrassed, but she didn't let it show. It shouldn't have surprised her that she disappointed him in bed, considering the sophisticated woman he'd probably attracted. Before his marriage, she was just a country woman with no experience, and thank God he didn't know her real age or he'd be doing more than clamming up when they talked. I'll have supper when you come in, she said. I'll be late. She nodded. Okay. He went to the door, hesitated, looked back in a flash, possessive showed in his green eyes as he stared at her. Her face colored and he forced himself to look away. She wasn't the first woman he'd taken to bed. She wouldn't be the last. He had to stop seeing her as some sort of permanent fixture in his life. There was simply no future in it. He grabbed his hat off the rack, slanted it over one eye, and walked out without another word. Lisa went back to her dishes on shaky legs. She wondered if he had any idea what that smoldering look of his did to a woman. End of chapter 8.